0: Well hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, I'm the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week Magazine and WhatToWatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 28th of May 2021, including BritBox revenge thriller The Beast Must Die, starring Jared Harris and the return of Sky One's domestic comedy, Breeders.
0: And we'll also be talking about the new Acorn TV crime drama, Whitstable Club, absolutely brilliant, starring Afterlife's Kerry Godlyman, and Rebel, a new disney Star drama about a crusading legal advocate inspired by Erin Brockovich, which, again, I really love. I'd like to be her. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Based on the hit film Monsters, Inc., uh, which I'm sure you've watched, there's a new Disney Plus series, Monsters at Work, that will feature some of the original voice cast, such as John Goodman and Billy Crystal as Mike and Sully, but also with some new characters added. So looking forward to that. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, production on Disney's live-action musical comedy, Disenchanted, the sequel to the studio Oscar-nominated Enchanted, is underway hurrah right up my street i think you'll find
1: okay well i think it's fair to say i don't know if you're going to agree with me we'll find out it's a bit of a mixed bag <laughs> this week i felt bit of a game of two halves let's start on brit box this eagerly awaited revenge thriller called the beast must die here is a clip do you know what a fraudster is they make you feel special wanted What are you playing,
0: at? I just like taking risks.
1: This actually is adapted from a novel by Cecil Day-Lewis, who, of course, is the father of the Oscar-winning actor Daniel Day-Lewis. And it stars the brilliant Jared Harris, who people will know, of course, from Mad Men, from The Crown, from the fantastic Chernobyl. He was recently uh, on that BBC period drama The Terror, Um, And also Kush Jumbo, who I think she's really um, becoming a big name now. She's in The Good Place. She plays the lead character in this. She's a woman called Frances, and she's a grieving mother whose young son was killed in a hit-and-run accident on the Isle of Wight. So the Isle of Wight is the setting, and she decides, when the police tell her that basically they're closing the investigation, they've got no leads... She takes it upon herself. She's a teacher, so she she takes a sabbatical from her job. And she goes to the island to start doing her own investigation. And what she discovers leads her to the home of this rich guy called George Rattery. He's played by Jared Harris. She thinks he is responsible for her son's death. And under false pretenses, she managed to inveigle her way into his posh home... And continue her inquiries. So, Hannah, I used to go to the Isle of Wight a lot as a child. And my mum and dad actually uh, have had a flat there for many years. So, I'm a big fan of the Isle of Wight. It's, it's an interesting setting because people always say, and I think it's true, that it, it's a little bit like stepping back in time on the island. It just feels a little bit different. Anyway, I mean, I do think it's a good cast in this. It's also got Geraldine James as George's sister, Uh, They have quite an interesting relationship. It's a bit of a change of pace for Harris, I think, because he normally plays these quite softly-spoken, gentle characters, doesn't he? In this, he's he's a kind of flash Harry, self-made millionaire. He likes fast cars and yachts. He's a real charmer. The thing that struck me about episode one... Was that Francis's detective work paid dividends incredibly quickly, I felt, whereas the police had discovered nothing. And also, she befriends this woman who she thinks can lead her to Rattery, and this woman's a model. Francis just said, Oh, I'm, I'm researching a, a crime novel. Can I drive you around for a few days? And you think, Well, would anyone really say yes to that? So I felt that the plot was a bit. Not not entirely believable, but there's some big hitter performances in this. You've also got Billy Howell as this traumatised... Of course, they're all traumatised, aren't they? Traumatised cop who's recently transferred to the Isle of Wight. You have to wait to the end of the episode to see Jared. But I think think once he's in it, it's going to hopefully pick up. And because now she's involved in his home life, it's really going to take flight. So is this one for you, dare I ask? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah do you know what it is okay. um but I, I, I but I do think I would agree with you it's all a bit convenient um and I would credit sort of question its credibility in in that sense because, like you say, it's all a bit would you really get in a would you really do that would you really take her up on that offer would you it all just seems a bit sort of strange, but the thing that I like about stuff like this is that it's kind of closer to home, so mm-hmm. like you said you, your parents have a place there um it is a bit sort of stepping back in time. But I suppose that part of it I really enjoyed. I mean, it's it's, it's sad in places, isn't it? Um, and I just think, I'm hoping it will pick up and these kind of small nuances, I'll call them nuances rather than errors of judgment, um, at the beginning will kind of even themselves out and we'll forget about them because it all becomes so brilliant.
1: One theme of this week's podcast is we've got a, quite a few things with strong female leads. This second Series is no exception. It's Rebel on Disney Star. Tell us about that, Hannah.
0: It is. Should we should we have a little listen to um, a clip and then we can have a chat about it?
1: I'm Annie Flynn Ray Bellow. Had too many husbands. Picked up too many
0: names. Most folks just call me Rebel. 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 My
1: name, I, game. I bring
0: corporations to their knees. She's that famous lawyer, right? not a lawyer she's just loud okay so yes as you say very strong a female contingent this week which we like to see um it's on disney plus and there are 10 episodes um of this um i really like this just because i i think in another world i'd be a lawyer just like she is and kind of crusade against all these hugely massive companies doing wrong and I, i just sort of love the kind of the passionate side of Of Katie Seagal, who plays the main character Annie Bello, who's known as Rebel, and essentially, um, this is based on the Erin Brockovich story. So you'll remember in nineteen ninety-three, a very impassioned battle against a power company um, accused of contaminating the water supply, and then that was later made into a film, I think two thousand, starring Julia Roberts. And this is sort of a take on that. So you'll see Katie Seagal as they playing the the main. The main part of this legal advocate Annie Bello, and she's really no nonsense. She just takes, she doesn't take any rubbish. She's she's quite she's quite crazy to a degree, and she's relentless in her pursuit of of, of justice and in in her campaigning. And um, she launches a, a real big battle against a medical company um, that has apparently manufactured faulty mechanical heart valves. And you sort of see her family around her saying, what are you doing? You don't even know these people. Because it's incredibly stressful doing something like this. But she doesn't care. And you see her getting in deeper and deeper into this battle and this fight um, and, and making inroads. And I think it's, I think it's incredibly enjoyable because it brings some humour to something that is actually really quite sad and has affected so many people's lives. I don't know what you think, Ian. It's, it's quite an unusual one for Disney Plus to a, deg- to a degree, I'd say.
1: Yeah, so they put it on Star on Disney, haven't they? I must admit, mm. I I didn't like it. I mean, I think... Didn't I, you? I'm pleased to see uh, Seagal, who I loved as Peggy Bundy in one of my favourite sitcoms, Married with Children. So it's great to see her in her 60s getting this big role in a series. But... I went back and watched Erin Brockovich, which is available on Netflix, and and that's a terrific film, and and Julia Roberts is is great. The character in this, Annie, I just found totally obnoxious. She's sort of this kind of hectoring person who thinks she's a real kind of crazy character. I didn't really believe any of her relationships with her kids. Um, I like the fact that Sex and the City's John Corbett plays her third husband and I, I i maintain that he was the more attractive man in sex in the city not everyone agrees with me some people go for mr big <laughs> uh, i say andy garcia who plays her boss uh, who is a lawyer is strong in this but i just didn't really buy it i i kind of found her irritating from the get-go and i i found the plotting and the characters and the script i didn't really believe it
0: Well, I think she's almost comedic, isn't she? She's almost comedic in the role, and I think that probably kind of is a bit of a head turn from actually what she's trying to do, but I kind of found that quite endearing. I suppose it's annoying or endearing. I found it relatively endearing, but I think if you do go back and watch, you know, a similar thing with with Julia Roberts, I think side by side, there's no contest, is there, in which is the winner? But I think as, it, as a standalone, if you didn't have that to measure it against, you were, you know, you come away. Well, I did. I felt sort of felt fairly fulfilled by it and, you know, justice and all the rest of it. And you feel, come out feeling, yes, this woman feel very empowered, I suppose.
1: We've got another series now. It's a returning series. It's on Sky One, it's called Breeders. And here's a clip.
0: We were never gonna be the Waltons. I don't need us to be the
1: Waltons, honorable I'd make do with the monsters at this point. But the Manson family, at least they had a shared interest. Yes. I think anger is healthy.
0: Don't you dare talk to me like that! You
1: defied us willfully and deliberately! No birthday at all. Canceling a child's birthday. Are you in a raw doll book? So if you didn't catch series one of this, uh, it's a sort of domestic comedy. It stars Martin Freeman and Daisy Haggard as parents, stressed-out parents. They've got a son and a daughter. Uh, It's actually co-created by Martin Freeman. It's got quite a good pedigree. Veep producers Simon Blackwell and Chris Addison are also involved. So I do like this because I felt, I don't know what you think, but I felt this was quite a realistic portrayal of parenting even though it's comedic and so the kids are a little bit older now and in episode one it's the son's about to be 13 years old so his birthday's coming up and they're experiencing some problems with him. One thing that really struck me about it was there's a lot of swearing in it. The F word flying about, especially in exchanges with the kids, which I I don't know, perhaps I'm really old fashioned, but I found that quite shocking. But I did find it very believable. Martin Freeman, people have said, I guess, over the years, oh, he always plays this very similar character as you know I've been watching him in uh, the first series of Fargo which is a, a world away from his usual sort of role and he was brilliant in that so I love watching Freeman he's got a great touch with, with comedy and with kids that we've seen of course with the nativity films he blows up with his kids he's going through therapy to, to, to deal with his anger and his outburst so it's not just some kind of cute cutesy domestic family sitcom like Outnumbered I think parents will definitely relate to the things that are going on in this show did you find that hannah
0: (laughs) i totally totally did so i am a huge fan of martin freeman um uh, and not least because of his performance in the nativity the various ones absolutely brilliant i know what you mean about the swearing um it's one of those things as a parent you set out you know when you have a sort of idealistic view of having a baby and the nursery is so beautifully kitted out and then within 24 hours nothing's in the place that it was carefully popped before and there's vomit down the walls and god knows what else and someone everyone's crying in the corner they're so tired and you're never going to tell your children to shut up ever because that would just be such an awful thing that's the only thing you ever hear over here in supermarkets no one would ever do that three years on you're like will you shut up please <laughs> so okay shut up's not swearing But my point being that you kind of have this idealistic view. And in reality, behind closed doors, things can be, you know, sometimes quite different. And we kind of, you know, your standards drop depending on how tired you are that day, I guess. But I think it is funny. I think it's taking it to an extreme, a a much bigger extreme than any of us, fortunately, have to uh, deal with, I think. Um, But Martin Freeman, I think, is is great in it.
1: Okay. well... Another series, this time a crime drama, again with a a strong female lead, it's Whitstable Pearl on Acorn TV. Tell us more, Hannah.
0: Yeah, so um, Whitstable Pearl, um, it is set in Kent, is the backdrop, not the Isle of Wise, all relatively local, (laughs) um, which is is nice. Um, And we have a big-hearted local celebrity, Pearl Nolan, and she's played by... Kerry Godley-Moon who you'll remember as Lisa in the Ricky Gervais afterlife, um, his, his, his deceased wife. Um, so, again, another very strong, uh, a strong female. And she is quite a frustrated um, person because her she, she was a police officer and her career was cut short many years earlier. But when she discovers the body of her close family friend, um, she does suspect foul play and you see her sort of, I suppose, embark on a bit of detective work of her own. Let's have a listen to her in action, shall we? You enjoying Whitstable so far, Mr.
1: Maguire? I'm not a big fan of small towns. Because you have to talk to people. Move! Two bodies in three days. You found them both?
0: I run a small business that does that kind of thing.
1: A detective agency. Out of a pub.
0: I think that deserves a beer, Sherlock. So... As I say, her this she discovers the body of of her close family friend, and it's all pretty awful. And she does suspect that something untoward has gone on. And it's not quite all it seems. Um, and then a second body turns up as well. And she kind of finds herself embroiled in this. Um, so I suppose the dark underbelly of their local small sweet um, uh, hometown in Kent. And. Um, she she decides that it's time that the town had its own detective agency and she does team up with, with this new arrival, Will There Be Love? That's all I'm saying. Um to put her long dusted off police skills to use. So you see her I mean, I, I know we didn't see much of her in um Afterlife, really. You sort of see sort of flashbacks. But she's a I think she's a brilliant actor because she she's funny, but enthusiastic but can make you sad at the same time if that makes sense i think she, she she's got it all covered and she doesn't disappoint in this i, I don't know what whether it's one for you ian but I, I think i think it's done well
1: i wasn't super keen on it i like you i think god
0: you've got a you're <laughs> a debbie downer yeah. this week aren't you? like
1: you i think kerry Godliman is is great and she's the best thing about this yes Because initially I thought, okay, Whitstable is the backdrop and it's looking, as you say, looking at the underbelly of this quite picturesque place. I thought perhaps it would be a bit like The Bay, the ITV crime drama, which was Mm -hmm. set in Morecambe. But the premise of a restaurant owner who is also a private detective, I found a bit dodgy. And then the local detective that, (laughs) that you... Mentioned his job is just to be really, really grouchy the whole time, which again is a bit Mm. one note. The locations look great, especially out in the sea off Whitstable. There are these amazing forts that are on stilts, these kind of ancient structures, and you see them in the program. So I like the location, I like Kerry Godleyman, but I felt it was caught between trying to be a bit dark, but then it's also elements of it are a bit like a kind of daytime. Shakespeare and Hathaway-ish Father Brown-ish in the way that kind of the the, the solution is wrapped up very quickly and it's not very (laughs) believable and then there's this big sort of punch up on the beach at the end which I didn't really think worked so yeah I I had mixed feelings about this but I'm sure it will find an audience but I feel it kind of falls a bit between two stools maybe
0: yeah I know what you mean do you know what I think in reality I just didn't take it as seriously and I think I just took it at face value and I think if you do then her performance will make it enjoyable alone. He is grouchy. The other detective is grouchy, but that's his part, isn't it, about her making it. I mean, in the same way that Ricky Gervais was grouchy in Afterlife, to be fair.
1: He was very grouchy She's, in that, she,
0: <laughs> She's well-versed in these grouchy co-stars.
1: <laughs> well, I just want to round up a couple of other things. Uh, now, I watched this fantastic film, Surge, uh, starring Ben Whishaw, Um, and that is available on various outlets that you can buy it as as a one-off film. You can get it on things like uh, iTunes, Amazon, Sky, Virgin Google, YouTube, you name it. And if you had any doubts that Whishaw is one of the greatest acts of his generation, which you shouldn't he is amazing in this. He's playing this guy who works in security at Heathrow, you know doing the kind of pat-down searches and so on and the film really is him having a nervous breakdown and it includes one of the most excruciating examples of someone going home to visit their parents that i've ever seen it's the most painful painful sequence but he's just he's an incredible you might compare it a little bit to joaquin phoenix in in the joker in in the way the way he plays someone who's suffering from mental illness is absolutely compelling so i recommend that Then uh, we also have, very briefly, returning The Kaminsky Method, one of my favourite shows, is back for a a final series. That's with Michael Douglas and the wonderful Alan Arkin. And this might be one for you, I think, Hannah. Cruella on Disney Plus stars Emma Stone. And it's basically the backstory of Cruella de Vil, isn't it?
0: I literally cannot wait.
1: And for sporty types uh, over on Amazon, there is a documentary about Manchester United, former Manchester United manager and legend Sir Alex Ferguson. We've come to that part of the podcast where you reveal what you've been watching late into the night, Hannah, when you should have been tucked up in bed.
0: Well, I haven't been that busy this week in terms of viewing. I've been watching all the stuff that we've been talking about today. But also, I have watched The Pursuit of Love, um, which is on BBC iPlayer, starring Lily James yes. and Andrew Scott. I'm still making my way through, so... Um, but I I have to say I it's set in the nineteen twenties. you know, the just the the costumes alone are worth are worth a watch.
1: Absolutely. Well also on iPlayer I caught up with the documentary series Gods of Snooker, which is about of course the golden age of, of Snooker back in the eighties. We've just got time to have a quick look at what's coming up next week. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah?
0: We are going to be talking about Samson Ko serving up a second helping of his pizza delivery sitcom Sliced on Dave, no less.
1: And on Disney Plus, it's series three of the anthology period biopic Genius. This time, they're looking at the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. So we look forward to that. But in the meantime... Keep watching. Watch